This is London Calling. London Calling. Not surprisingly, the attack on Paul Pelosi is being wildly discussed on social media. Today, Twitter's new owner joined that conversation. Elon Musk tweeted and then deleted a link to an unfounded conspiracy theory, which prompted Bay Area Congresswoman Jackie Speer to get involved. Welcome to London Calling with me, James Dellingpole, and my very good friend, Mr. Toby Young. Uh, Tobes, uh, um, how, have you, how, how have you been? I've been okay. Yeah, I um, I just back from a weekend break, if you could call it that. Um, so I went with my uh, three boys um, to Birmingham um, on Friday <laughs> For afternoon. A weekend to Birmingham to, 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 yeah. to see um, QPR play Birmingham. And I met my daughter and a friend of hers in Birmingham. We all went to the game and two, QPR lost 2-0. So that was uh, humiliating. Um, and then the following day, um, we drove to Leicestershire to go to um, a sort of Halloween party. Except the, fee- the theme was Las Vegas Shire. And uh, so um, I-, I went as a kind of a sort of um, a-, 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 a Texan high roller in a kind of cowboy hat and cowboy boots and a kind of black shirt and a blazer. I don't think anyone got it. And um, and then um, my kids, my three boys, all went as... Um, they, they wore kind of chavy tracksuits with kind of lots of bling, gold chains and rings and uh, a kind of wife beaters underneath. And, um, and the idea was they were kind of uh, Tony Soprano's crew visiting Las Vegas for a kind of jolly. I don't think anyone got that either. They just thought they were chavs. <laughs> Right, I see. Um, and uh, my my daughter and her friend obviously went in those sort of uh, showgirls. But uh, do you not, do you not think it, it, it's weird the way the way Halloween has become this this massive massive thing? I mean, it's almost become as big as as big as Christmas. When we when you and I were growing up, no, nobody did Halloween in this country. It was a thing that one knew about Americans doing it. One knew about these weird things that they did, like trick or trick or treat. But now it's just everyone does it's it. true yeah but actually when i was a kid i did used to go trick-or-treating um uh, but it was very unusual and um you know householders would often be quite disturbed when these kind of uh tykes appeared on their doorstep it's kind of you yeah know, menacing <laughs> d- demanding money with demanding menaces. and money and menaces, we meant exactly. it when we when 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 we when we said um trick so you know we would we would um I mean, we would we would like uh, tie people's doors, you know, so they couldn't open them with kind of fishing tackle. I mean, so no, we 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 sort of uh, yeah, we 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 were we were quite serious about tricking people <laughs> if they didn't give us any money or sweets. <laughs> yeah, because you because you're because you're a you're a a tyke. The, uh, when I when I lived in London, my my kids once went trick trick or treating in in Chelsea. And they went to Roman Abramovich's house, oh you know, the, the, the Russian oligarch. And uh, they got given this fantastic bar of, of Russian chocolate. Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you said they were, they, were, they were immediately kind of um, uh, interned in a, in a sort of basement dungeon. No, 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 no. no. They're, they're, he's, nice. he's a nice oligarch. He's, you know, giver of, giver of chocolate. Okay. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't like this, this. The, the Halloween. Do, 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 I, think do, do, I think it's a weird import. Do you dislike it for kind of um, Orthodox Christian reasons? Do you think of it as a kind yes, of, that as well, that as well, yeah, very, v- v- very much, right. very much. It's um, yeah, 
it does seem to be a, a, a pagan festival. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I find it quite tedious the way the children always kind of want something to do. And now it's become like, you know, if you don't celebrate it, um, you're, you're kind of missing out. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it is an American import, as you say. Um, what else? Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got to tell you about, about, about what I did at the weekend, which was, I'm sorry to say, but possibly even more exciting than, than well, watching QPR in Birmingham, <laughs> if not. that's possible. <laughs> um, it was the first day, it was the first meet of the, of the, of the season, of the hunting ah. season. And I went out and had a, I, as always, I mean, I think particularly at the beginning of the season, you are absolutely shitting yourself because as you know, it's not, it's not the safest of, it's definitely it's definitely slightly more dangerous than watching QPR. Um, and so, so part of you is thinking, I, I don't like this, it's horrible and it's scary and, 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 and there are all these hedges and nasty things that, you, that I have to jump. And, 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 and this, this, this horrible feeling lasts until you've done your, done your, first, your first couple of jumps. And then, and then you start to settle into the rhythm and you, and you get a few more slow gins down you and stuff. And, uh, it becomes, you know, suddenly you start thinking, "Wow, this is just the best thing in the world." And I had a, I had a, I had a very good horse that 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 that, that I hire, um, who 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 looks after you. I mean, if 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 you're like me, you know, you're not you're not a, you know you're you're a gentleman of a certain age, and you didn't go to pony club when you were a child, so you you, you lack lack the complete skill set. What you need is what's known as a schoolmaster. You need a horse that you can just point at a jump. And you give him his head, and he jumps it. And the, and the secret is something called slipping the reins, where basically you have to you, your all your instincts are to grip onto the reins because um you know it's scary and you and you want something to hold on to, but actually what you've got to do is let the let the reins slip so that the, the horse's head can can go forward, and you just you you just sort of sit back like an eighteenth century gentleman and and put your heels forward and 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 just hope you stay on. And it makes such a difference. Oh, that sounds, you, if you sounds, can do sounds that. very exciting. And you were feeling you didn't you didn't you weren't feeling kind of um, too ill to obviously to get out there. You feeling a bit better? Well, you know that was that was the weird thing. I, yeah, I was I was I was feeling like rubbish. So I went I went round to the, um, the, the 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 stables where the hiring is, and I said, look, you know, this is make or break. Am I fit to do this or not? And weirdly, when I was on the horse, all my all my sort of illness went away. Or right, my, right. because I, 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 I think you just go into a kind of survival mode, and 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 you, you haven't got time to to worry about about. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling. Oh, I've got mercury poisoning. You just just think I've got to get over this over, over these jumps, and it's uh, so it's good. It's good therapy. Okay, good, good, excellent. Oh, I'm glad you yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Um, so oh, um, we've got a few topics we should probably motor through. Um, why don't we start with? Um, the um, seemingly unending assault on Suella Braverman. Um, I don't know if you've been following this, but um, you know she she resigned from um, Liz yes. Truss's cabinet because she'd been involved in this security breach. I think she'd um, emailed a draft proposal regarding immigration to Sir John Hayes, who was her great mentor in the House of Commons, leader of the. Yeah, he's, he's a good man. He's a good man, um, and 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 she was alerting him to the fact that the government 
under Liz was resiling on its 2019 manifesto promise to reduce immigration um, and not resiling um, through incompetence, which has been, I think, the case to date, but deliberately resiling on it because that was part of the pro-growth strategy. Um, and um, anyway, so she then had a kind of stand-up row about it with Liz, or maybe the row was before, I can't quite follow the timeline. But anyway, she resigned and she shouldn't have uh, sent this official document to um, uh, a backbench MP, even though it was still within the parliamentary estate. And then, but that, that's just—it's just nonsense. Isn't it does it? feel like I mean, complete the, nonsense. The, the, yeah. the, the, the fact that, that they—they're using that as a as sort of damning evidence against the, the, it, its its all—it's all trickery and and. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it seems to me that without wanting to sound too much like. James Stellingpole. This is this is the deep state um, totally. trying to trying to get rid of you know um, a troubleson. Well done, Tobes. You're doing well. A right, good, good work, Minister. I mean, it's uh, by which I mean um, the civil service and um, you know um, uh, pa- pe- people in the mainstream media. Um, and I think the reason they dislike her is primarily because she's serious about, or seems to be serious about wanting to reduce immigration, um, and uh, and because of course she's she's sort of um, very sound on a, on a range of other issues too, such as um, the out of control wokery of um, the police. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so not not a popular woman with uh, the metropolitan elite, the liberal intelligentsia, and they seem to be doing their absolute level best to try and get rid of her and to try and force Rishi Sunak to sack her. And there have been various other quote-unquote scandals, such as she allegedly ignored the legal advice about the difficulty of deporting illegal migrants to Rwanda. No. Yeah. Oh, well, get rid of her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like like never, because obviously the other MPs are so so pure and, 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 and principled that they, they would never engage in such things. It's just outrageous, isn't it? That... I, I read this horrifying statistic. I, did, I, I, I can't believe it's, it, it can be true, but, but I, um, that 1% of the male population of Albania has, has come here. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, these, these, are, these, are, these are young men of fighting age. They're not, they're not, I, there is, as far as I know, no war going on in Albania at the moment. There's no, there's no terrible crisis which, which ought to give these people refugee status or that, that justifies them coming wholesale over here. I, 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 and, and Suella Braverman, as you know, Tobes, you won't, you won't hear me say many good things about, about MPs, but, but it seems that if there are any good, good MPs out there, um, then Suella Braverman is surely one of them. And I, yeah. I, 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 think, she, I think she's woken up to the fact that that this government, um, I'm sure Keir Starmer will be the same, is is totally not serious about about doing anything about immigration, even though it's a hot button issue for almost the entire populace. Mm. But the government is just riding roughshod over 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 the uh, over democracy and just going ahead with it anyway. And I think Suella Braverman was was calling the bluff of this incredibly corrupt system, and they're trying to get rid of her because she she's not she's not playing their game. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's the impression I get. Maybe I'm, I, no, maybe I think she's just, I think just that, as bad as the other. That's my impression too. I mean, I think yeah. Rishi said during um, the leadership campaign, the leadership contest in which he was pitted against Liz Truss, that he intended to um, do something about the small boats in the channel in his first hundred days in office. Now, he didn't promise that second time around, but um, he did promise that um, in the penultimate leadership contest. So maybe the reason he's brought her back is because he is actually going to do something about it though 
I'll, no, I'll be amazed no, if he Toby. does. He is, he is the, the, the WEF's man. <laughs> they've, they've, they've finally got him in place. I don't think, I don't think there's anything good about Rishi. He's dodgy AF, um, I'm afraid. So um, before we go to our first ad, should we just briefly um, uh, touch on um, Elon Musk's um, purchase of Twitter? I mean, on balance, do you think good thing or bad thing? I mean, I think probably good thing because it seems as though he's going to, for instance, restore the account of Donald Trump and various other people who've been banned for, you know, political reasons, not because they've done or said anything illegal. Um, and um, and supposedly um, uh, he hasn't actually changed the content moderation policy yet, but I think he's going to review it. And the idea is I think it's going to become a bit more pro-free speech and a bit less woke. Um, but uh, what's been fascinating has been the kind of meltdown amongst the libs, like, you know, people grandly announcing that they're no longer going to stay on the platform because now, of course, it's, it's going to become a kind of all, oh, that's all, fantastic. All right well, it's, it's Piers Morgan going. <laughs> Has Piers Morgan gone? I hadn't noticed that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm just thinking Piers Morgan, Gary Lineker, uh, James O'Brien. I, I, I think I think that these are all highly principled men and they should all, <laughs> yeah. they should all now put their money where I mean, their mouth the, is. The thing and, is that and, and, they, 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 can't, they can't bring themselves to kind of sacrifice the follow accounts they've racked up. I don't think any of them will leave. But the, terms it, that all their traffic is, is all uh, 90% of it is fake traffic anyway. Yeah. So it, it's, it's all a sham. But, but but yeah, I, I, I do think it would be nice if the nice if they went. Look, m- my view is that, that that Elon is is a complete wrong one, although he, he he sort of purports to be to be one of us, and I'm 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 sure that, that, that this this Twitter thing is a trap. Nevertheless, it doesn't stop me enjoying the the wailing and gnashing of, of teeth <laughs> yeah. of all the people who yeah. who yeah. I've my, have your followers gone up? I'm I'm now on ninety nine point nine thousand. Oh, okay, uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, the, the, not as good as me, obviously, but um, the no, the, the, not the free speech you, union, I think, the, like cuck following. <laughs> the free speech unions follower count went up by about a thousand. You know, the day he took over. So we, I don't know whether that's uh, significant or not. But um, I haven't really. My follower count goes up so consistently every day that I mean, I, I haven't noticed any unusual increase just the the usual increase um so i i can't say i can't i can't say i mean what would that be caused by would that be caused by kind of twitter stopping kind of shadow banning accounts that they don't want people to follow apparently people have told me that that recently they've seen the first tweets and people who follow me have said that that this is the first time i've seen your tweets in 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 six months so maybe well obviously i've been shadow shadow banned and, um, right. Uh, one, one quite encouraging thing, I because I, um, sometimes the um, whenever the Daily Skeptic publishes, well, sometimes when the Daily Skeptic publishes something a little bit sceptical about the efficacy and safety of the mRNA vaccines or something that challenges, you know, the climate emergency orthodoxy, um, f- f- her, Twitter will flag it as being kind of unsafe and you know you have to click on another you have to click in order to kind of get that's part, rich get, isn't it uh, unsafe <laughs> i know yeah pointing out the vaccines are unsafe is unsafe yeah um yeah. and uh, uh but i'm hoping that will stop now and um often it's because it you know the, the these articles supposedly contain misinformation by which they mean any challenge to the kind of prevailing orthodoxy of any kind um and uh, but but tw- elon himself i don't know if you saw this he uh tweeted a link to the um 
Nancy Pelosi husband conspiracy theory. Um, it may not be a conspiracy theory. It may, I mean, no, it's not. We've got to get onto that one. I love, I love that one. <laughs> that that is. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought we might get onto that one before we go to Put, our first ad. Oh, oh, oh well, yeah, I, I, th- I think we should definitely. So, 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 like, okay, so Nancy Pelosi is the third, third in line to the throne, isn't she? I think that's right. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So she's the third most powerful person in America. Do we think that the third most powerful uh, person in America is going to have no security at her her San Francisco home, and that what somehow this kind of interloper can just sort of barge in and 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 beat beat her husband with a hammer? I don't think so. <laughs> Apparently, the hammer belonged to Paul Pelosi. Number one. Yep. And number two, that this 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 chap has has a record of 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 hanging around in 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 gay clubs. He's a, he's a yeah. I think that the, I I think the conspiracy theory is probably true. Well, I I, I read the um the article that uh, Elon Musk directed people to, and um uh, I don't know about the I'd, I'd never heard of the publication before. It's a kind of local newspaper of some kind, or web web blog um but it, it was um I, I thought it was reasonably persuasive and it said that that you know i mean paul pelosi i think has long been rumored to be gay or bisexual and um and this chap it seemed like he well according to the according to this theory he wasn't in fact an interloper at all a housebreaker because as you say how could anyone break into the house of the third in line to the throne um and people who've been to the house before report kind of heavy security um so in all likelihood paul pelosi brought him back home with him in the small hours of the morning we don't know quite why but um we can we can speculate um, he got out his hammer, you know, and said, let's play some hammer games. Yeah. <laughs> but also, would if you were married to Nancy Pelosi, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you go gay? I mean, it, it's it's the it would be the only sensible thing to do, wouldn't it? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly there seems to be more to it than meets the eye. And as many um, Republican I think so. um, commentators have been pointing out, you know, um, the, the the kind of liberal elite is absolutely up in arms about this kind of supposed kind of threat. By, but that, that yeah, he, he was he was a Trump he was a Trump voter. He he was he was MAGA. Yeah, he yeah, was, MAGA supporter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in fact, in fact, he looks yeah. quite he looks quite liberal. And I think he's a member of a good. I, I would say he's a member yeah. of some various radical gay rights groups. Oh, you say yeah, some sort of cast, Castro nudist or, or something. Castro nudist. Something like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I don't think there are many. Trump voting Castro and Nudis. <laughs> Probably not a huge number. <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, but as they've been pointing out, when when, when um, someone tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh, you know, there was not, or barely got a mention in the New York Times. But this, the entire media is aflame with indignation um, because yeah. of the the um, the attack by a Trump supporting MAGA wearing redneck on this patron saint of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, more more <laughs> to it than meets the eye. I think I agree with Elon on that. He has, in fact, deleted the, the tweet in which he linked. Oh, I think but, you, you are getting quite Team James tapes. It's an encouraging development. I thought it was encouraging. Well, encouraging. Well, I thought him tweeting a link to that article, even though he subsequently removed it, was encouraging because, you know, he can't now. I don't think Twitter can now, you know, label stuff, which is actually much better source from much better you know, publications on the Daily Skeptic as misinformation or conspiracy theories or unsafe in some way. So anyway, I, I was encouraged by that. So should we hear from our first ad? Do you, do you, we've got a new, a new, a slightly tweaked read from our 
benefactor Thor Holt. And I thought, um, good old Thor. You, you, if you've got that, James, I send it to you. You should read. I've that got one. it. I've got it on the screen. So actually, I do this one first. Why don't you do that one? Yeah, this is from Thor. I've met so many positive people since Toby first introduced me to you, my fellow London callers. I've had encouraging one-to-one catch-up coffees with close to a hundred London co- what lucky man, close to a hundred London callers, city financial fellows packing Bitcoin through to compound bowmen of the woods with remarkable survival skills. Some decided to invest in my services, hiring me as non-executive director, ghost non-exec or executive coach. Some had such a positive experience, they've been referring me new projects. Thank you, your fine wine is in the post. And now, following your feedback, our Coffee Club Mastermind went live today, Monday the 31st of October, with guest speaker, fellow London caller, Jonathan Tate, talking about M&A mindset. Future coffee clubs and our online community will focus on what we can still do to deliver on business missions and hunt down entrepreneurial opportunities during the dark days ahead. I mentioned callers ranging from bow-toting preppers to city money makers, but truly, those awake to what's going on are increasingly coming together and getting themselves FSU membership. If you're not yet a member, go to freespeechunion.org and thank us later. Membership starts at just £2.49 a month. And is it just me, or have you also noticed mummy and daddy are quarrelling less recently? Can't be 100% sure, but what I I am sure of is that the days of isolation as free thinkers in business are behind us. To hear more about Coffee Club and to connect, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Thor Holt or telegram at Thor underscore Holt, H-O-L-T. So good old Thor. Um, and can I just get it, 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 it nice of him to with his hammer a bit like a bit like Paul Pelosi's yes um... yes uh, <laughs> the hammer what about that Thor. for a connection yeah good connection yeah we should have we should have got that in earlier on the subject of hammer wielding madman we've got another ad yes. from Thor um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, just nice of him to give a plug to the free speech union there and just to uh, reiterate that um, we've actually just we, a, a conservative MP called Sally Ann Hart has proposed an amendment to the Financial Services and Markets Bill, New Clause 15, um, which would make it illegal for payment processing companies like PayPal to um, withhold or withdraw service from customers on purely political grounds. This is We need this new law in place to, to stop the emergence of a Chinese-style social credit system in the UK. And I want to urge all London Calling listeners to go to the Free Speech Union website, which is uh, www.freespeechunion.org, and they'll see on the homepage, uh, there's a, the, 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 the story on the homepage is, is labelled PayPal Amendment, and they can click through onto our emailing campaigning tool, uh, whereby they can send an email to their local MP, it takes about two minutes, urging their MP to tell the whip, their whip, that they support new clause 15, which is, it's very important that we get this this clause, uh, this amendment through, um, because it will make it difficult, much harder for companies like PayPal to censor people by um, uh, demonetizing them. So if you care about that, if you're worried about the emergence of a Chinese-style social credit system, Go to the website, use the email to email your local MP about this. It only takes a couple of minutes. So, James, I think at some point we might get on to talk about Rogue Heroes in Culture Corner, but I just want to check you actually have seen it. 
I don't know anything about it. Ah, it's uh, well, we'll get onto that in in yeah, we'll culture get corner. That. Uh, in, um, in in culture in corner, yeah. in culture corner. Um, so um, uh, what? Are, oh, <clears throat> I mean, oh, Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro losing the Brazilian our man, election. Our man has has, has, has I, I I mean, Lula da Silva is an absolute. He's a communist and a crook. Uh, there's no way that the people of Brazil actually voted for this man in, uh, in sufficient stolen election, stolen election, stolen election alert. Oh, oh, totally, <laughs> oh, obviously, obviously, it is. Do you not think so? I mean, it's 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 clear as day. Well, he did. I mean, it's 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 a massive population, and he did. And a lot of them are kind of very poor, and um, he did supposedly kind of uh, appeal to you know. Um, uh, uh, Brazilians on low incomes um, by promising them various things, which I'm sure he's not going to deliver. I saw that Jeremy Corbyn um, sent him a message of congratulation, which is surely not a good sign. Um, well, that's put me off, Corbyn. I used to be a fan. Ah, yes, there you are. Oh well, can't rely on yeah. <laughs> can't rely on your allies these days. Can't you, well, you can't rely on on, on extreme leftists. <laughs> yeah, no. I suppose they're all going to they they get all tribal, don't they? Yeah. When it, when it comes to a sort of South African South American commies, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know it's, it's a shame that kind of having got the pandemic broadly right, um, and I'm sure this this guy who's now been elected would not have got it right had he been in office. Um, that well, he's not broadly right, totally right, didn't he? Well, I mean, he was absolutely a stand up guy. He, he, I yeah. think the only reason that Brazil had 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 sort of stupid policies on vaccines and the not vaccines and whatever. Was was because of the of the local local courts and governors, mm. but but Bolsonaro himself was was you know he was he was a hero. Very sound on uh, on the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't know if you saw, but um, the the Telegraph has um, been um, they've done an investigation and discovered um, something that I don't think will shock many people, which is this anti-private school bias. Um, in Oxbridge admissions, um, have you have you been following? That's quite interesting. Um, well, it, it was interesting. I, I I had lunch the other day with a with, with the person in, in the head of sixth form at a, at a certain certain public school, um, and he told me that they hadn't had a single um, a single candidate uh, admitted to Cambridge this year. Really, Ox, Oxford Oxford is still okay. Uh, well, I mean, okay ish. But he said it, there's absolutely no point in applying to any other college other than Peterhouse, which is the sort of the last bastion of soundness. But basically, I mean, you know, Cambridge sucks, doesn't it, Tobes? I know, I know, I know you went there briefly, but Cambridge is just... I think, it's, like, I think the, the anti-private school bias is even stronger at Cambridge than it is yeah. at Oxford, yeah. But not that Oxford is good not that in Oxford's any way good, at no. all. I mean, essentially, you, no. have to do, you have to do so much better if you're an applicant from um, a private school um, than you do if you're an applicant from a state school. Um, uh, it does seem quite shocking. And also kind of, it's like a sort of, um, I mean, I think um, Cambridge claims, as does Oxford, that they take contextual information into account. So they look at the postcode you're applying from, um, uh, but uh, to see to see whether you're in a kind of economically deprived area, even though, you know, you might have been to a good private school, you might be on a full full scholarship but i think in general it kind of uh, it's quite a it's it, it's quite i'm sure that the criteria they 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 deploy are quite crude and it means that lots of people 
who have won full bursaries from you know underprivileged backgrounds to schools like Eton and Winchester uh, end up being punished because they they're, they're applying from those schools and lots of middle class children who know how whose parents know how to game the system and take them out of private school and stick them into a state school sixth form are, are kind of getting an advantage that they don't really deserve. So uh, yeah, it does feel pretty outrageous. Yeah, I, why, why would you want to go to such 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 places now? I mean, I I can't imagine they have any any fun yeah no i think uh, i think they generally work very hard i'm going i'm going to there's a there's a, I'm, I'm i'll be speaking at a debate in the oxford union i think the the motion is um this house believes um the woke have gone too far um oh you've lost already i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming i'm assuming you you are proposing the motion i'm proposing yes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, you've lost, mate. Yeah, you, you, it, you may well be right. It, it can never go far enough. <laughs> it can never go far enough as far as these Oxford undergraduates. undergraduates. Well, we'll they, put, they probably don't call themselves that anymore, no, do they? No, I think undergraduate sounds too... Probably, yeah, they probably policy. just call themselves students, yeah. Students, yeah. So, I thought, um, what about this um, Chinese hack of Liz Truss's phone? Have you been following that story? Oh, I... I well, the, the, the story I read in the, in the, the, the front page of The Telegraph was uh, which obviously I didn't read, but I glanced at my wife's copy. Um, it, it said it was Putin had hacked into her uh, her phone. Oh, was it Putin? I thought um, it was the Chinese. Uh, maybe, maybe no, maybe, well, maybe, no, maybe, maybe it was the Russians. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, look, uh, number one, I would have no respect for Russian and Chinese in- intelligence if they weren't hacking into to prime ministers' phones. Be, be like. As I understand it, it was it was the, the, the Russia that was fingered. This is all this is all part of the campaign to uh, by the West, uh, by NATO to ramp up war with with, um, with you know the proxy war um, over Ukraine. Um, I think I think that the West is is being extremely belligerent, unnecessarily so, and they're trying to drag us into a completely unnecessary war. And this is this is just part of the drip 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 into the public imagination. I think it's appalling. I just, I, I, which is why I, I can't read those papers anymore. Right. Um, you don't. You, you don't think. So you don't think it's real. You don't think the. Or, or you do. No, I don't. I, no. Well, I, look. I. I, I think it's just pure propaganda. I, I, no, I don't take it seriously at all. I guess it's um, slightly embarrassing for Liz, and that the story is that um, supposedly um, she discovered this alleged security breach um, uh, before. Um, uh, no, I think during the was it during the Conservative Party leadership contest, not the most recent one, but the one before, um, and she suppressed the news because she thought it would damage her chances in the leadership contest. Um, I, I, I think that the, the whole treatment of, of, of Liz Truss, that all the nonsense we've had in the last couple of weeks, should scotch anyone's faith uh, in the political system. That, that she was she was clearly targeted and destroyed ruthlessly by the deep state and i think i think it's it's it's, it's quite wrong you know that the, the, I, I mean as you know i, I tend to be of the view that they're, they're all they're all pretty dreadful but i think that that, that this the way she was treated and the, and the way that they got their placeman in regardless of 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 what the what the you know the party grassroots might have want is just disgraceful so so you do think that that then her installation as leader, her success in the penultimate yeah. leadership contest was genuine, um, and she was therefore. Uh, but but so, so she wasn't. She wasn't complete. She wasn't a kind of wholly owned subsidiary of the WEF. She actually was. It, it's well. An independent it's, a, political it's a question of degrees. Yeah. 
I think my view is that it, it, it's a question of, of, of degrees. But if you if, if, if you have faith in the democratic system, which I don't particularly, but if, but if you did and, and you went out and, and spoke to the party membership and you asked what it was that they wanted their leader to do and what direction they wanted to take, take Britain in, I suspect that her, her low tax direction and so on was, was much more in tune with, with the Conservative Party membership than anything that, that mm. Rishi is offering. It was a, it was a, the whole thing is a, is a, you know, it was effectively a coup, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I, I think we discussed it last week, but... Um, we did, yeah. We yeah. Did. Let, let's not go over there again because it's boring. Uh, yeah, a bit boring. Um, I, I, there was one thing which um, uh, came... Did, did we discuss um, the Just Stop Oil um, uh, protesters spray-painting the outside of 55 Tufton Street last week? I can't remember. Um, well, I, look, I, I, I don't think we should be giving them these... these tosses the the oxygen of publicity um especially given that they're basically sponsored by the government uh, and sponsored by the uh, because state. i, so, I, so I no. okay but just briefly i don't think we did discuss it but i came up with an idea which i suggested to various people at 55 tufton street but no one really bit which was let's find out you know you know just stop oil is funded in part anyway by this getty oil heiress yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my idea was, you find out where she lives, presumably somewhere in Belgravia, and um, and and you spray paint the outside of her house, um, i.e., give her a taste of the medicine that these people she's been indeed been with oil-based paint, which is what they're using. Yeah, and and also if she has any paintings on loan to kind of various galleries or museums, you know, chuck cans of soup and baked beans over them. Um, you, yeah. think, you think yeah, she might think twice about writing the next check to? I, I actually came up with a similar idea. My friend. Aidan Hartley suggested it, actually. He deserves the credit, but we didn't actually manage to implement it. It would have been brilliant if we had. But um, you know, when, when, when Mugabe at one stage um, owned an estate in the Scottish Highlands, I don't know if you, you, you're aware of this, you probably are. I often used to go grass fishing there, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we thought, you know, when, when, when various kind of land reclamation kind of uh, projects were <laughs> projects is probably dignifying them with too much but uh, when, when land was stolen from kind of white farmers in Zimbabwe yeah. um, constantly being stolen land invasions and squatters and all the rest of it we thought why don't why don't why don't we get a group of indigenous Scots you know to and we could lead an invasion of Mugabe's estate um, and reclaim the <laughs> land on behalf of the indigenous population. Um, it would have been a great story, but we we, we, might, we might well have been killed by his uh, security detail. <laughs> um, but you, you, you uh, might, it yeah. would have been it would have been a fantastic story if we'd actually bothered to uh, follow it up. But we just we just kind of fantasized about doing it and never actually did it. Uh, what about um, uh, do, are you are you are you um, are you a follower of the Crown? No. I'm not. No, I, 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 I stop watching roughly when when Prince Philip goes to the goes to the the, the Nazi wedding of his of his cousins or something. Oh, I quite like that episode. <laughs> I think that's all you need to know, really. I, yeah, I, I, I think I watched some of season one, but didn't get beyond that. Though I thought it was quite good, but just not quite good enough to continue watching. Um, but um, it, it's been in the press recently because, um, well, for various reasons. But I think they're gonna they're gonna recreate the death of Princess Diana. Um, uh, Murder, you mean? <laughs> 
a deep state word. Yeah, I bet. Um, I bet it doesn't go there. I bet it doesn't. No, um, I bet it doesn't. <laughs> and it was an accident. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the tragic um, uh, road accident. But um, they're also going apparently going to recreate. You know the famous um, conversation between um, Prince Charles and Camilla, in which Charles supposedly told Camilla, this is when he was still married to um, Diana, that he wanted to be a tampon because um, he went that way. He I don't think it was supposedly, was it? I, mean, I, I, I think, I think we, 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 there were record, recordings game. of it, I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. That, apparently that conversation is going to be recreated by the Crown. And so that's... Uh, oh, that'd uh, be lovely. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be tasteful. Oh, and, and the thing, just, no, no squirming in the no, sofa there. <laughs> you, know, you, have to, you, have to, you have to watch it with the subtitles on so you don't miss a oh, single dear. word. It, it, um, but yeah. the, the, what they got into trouble for recently was that they, they've... they've They've dramatised a conversation between, a supposedly took place between Prince Charles and John Major, in which uh, Prince mm. Charles is is discussing with John Major whether it might be possible to kind of uh, 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 get get Elizabeth off the throne so he could succeed. You know, and this was this was like you know twenty five years ago, um, uh, and Prince Charles vehemently denies that any such conversation took place, which sounds suspiciously like treason, doesn't it? Um, it sounds like it must have happened then. <laughs> almost <laughs> certainly. Yeah. I see that Charles is. Um, it looks like he's he 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 hasn't quite sort of announced that he's going to go to COP twenty seven after all. But I think isn't he going to host? He's going to host his own little mini COP27 sort of green summit at, um, I don't know, Highgrove or something. Um, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to be a fly yeah. on the wall. Um, yeah, so hasn't he been, he been reminded of his, of his, that, that, He's now he is now king. I mean, it still weirds me out seeing seeing this these references to the king with a capital K in the in in the newspapers. And you think, oh no, it's it. Yeah, it's Prince Charles. Yeah, he's, he's now it's finally happened. Yeah, um, yeah. Hasn't he been told that 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 he cannot take such blatantly political stances anymore? So he can't go to COP twenty seven. Where where is it? Is Marrakesh or somewhere? No, where is it? I can't remember. Where is COP twenty seven? Somewhere nice. They, they, yeah, they normally are beautiful. in nice locations to, to with, with, with 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 um private. Yeah, yeah. Sh- 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 I think it's in. Uh, I think it's oh, Shamal Sheikh. Yeah. In oh, I like Sharm el Sheikh. Yeah, I've been there. Have you been yeah, there? I've been there. It's very nice. Yeah, and it's it's now in Egypt. When I went there, it was in Israel. And uh, it was, it was oh, great. oh right yeah God you must have been a long time it was, ago it was um, yeah when Israel had annexed the uh, Sinai Desert um, did you get did you go diving it though? was in I think it was in would have been in eighty one um, that I went there you know I went for I went for a long walk in the desert and got completely lost and rescued by you know by a Bedouin um, it was actually a great adventure I was only seventeen at the time and um, traveling with a friend not with my parents uh, it's a long story James but yeah no that's when I've been to Shamal Sheikh very nice place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I had a, a good trip out there. We, we went to went to another place called Darhab, and hung out with um, the Marquis of Blandford's heroin dealer yeah. um, from we'd known at Harrow, I think. Right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> I, has, I got, got very, very stoned. I remember, and 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 um, had a long cab journey back to back through the desert to Sharm el Sheikh and just completely off my face right. it was it was very odd oh, okay. sounds like a yep. typical James Dellingpole holiday um so yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just while we're on the royals um the final the final bit of news this week is um that we now know the title of Prince Harry's um memoir which is spare 
Um, but it's presumably a reference to the phrase an heir and a spare. Um, but I'm not sure how many people will get it. Uh, I think in, 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 in and whether it'll translate very easily into other languages, assuming it's going to be kind of, you know, published simultaneously in 27 countries. But anyway, so, so the title is Spare. And we've also learned that um, he he's uh, invited various friends of his to kind of uh, dish, d- d- tell stories that they were previously sworn never to disclose, presumably to his ghostwriter, who's called them up and sort of uh, uh, on Harry's behalf and after Harry's given mm. them permission. But it does seem a bit hypocritical, given, you know, he and Meghan are so fiercely and um, supposedly, you know, as a matter of principle, um, uh, ferociously um, defensive about their privacy and are constantly criticising, you know, um, paparazzi photographers and intrusive tabloid journalists for, and even Meghan's dad for, for, you know, for invading their privacy. And yet here they are invading their own privacy um, uh, 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 as merrily as you like. Um, Typical. Yes, yes. I, I, I can't say I should be rushing to, to, to read it. Yeah, no, I... Do you think anyone will? I mean, is there an appetite for this kind of crap? I, I, can't, I can't imagine there is. I mean, what, what, I, mean I, one might, I might read it in order to write an amusing review of it for the spectator. Um, I, imagine, yeah. I imagine it'll be, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll read like a kind of um, addiction memoir. You know, it'll be about his struggle with his mental health issues. And uh, that was one. That was one of the weirdest things, wasn't it? The way that that, that all the that generation of royals uh, embraced. They jumped onto the mental health yeah. bandwagon. I mean, you couldn't move. There was that period a few years ago, but you couldn't move for articles by the by the princes on 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 how messed up they were in their heads and how yeah. mental health was so incredibly important yada, yada yada and you need to talk about it and um tap your chest yeah all the time <laughs> um but but um yeah it's i think my theory about that is that um it enables them to play the victim card you know it's quite hard if you're you know a prince of the royal blood with a guaranteed income from the state of you know 20 million pounds a year and in harry's case married to a beautiful Actress, um, you know, hot and cold, running with flunkies, amazing bed uh, skills. <laughs> amazing bed skills. It's quite hard to Lately. kind of to, to kind of portray yourself as a victim, and uh, and try and attract kind of people's pity. Um, but I think his way to do it is to stress his mental health problems. It, the, the alternative yeah. would be to come out as trans. That that that's why that's why um, the number of that's why so many girls at kind of elite girls private schools in Britain and America um, define themselves as transgendered or non-binary because you know oh to get into Oxford which probably helps um, but no it's so they can play the victim card you know they they, 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 they they've led these lives of extraordinary privilege you know apps that everything has been handed to them on a silver platter um, so it's quite difficult for them to to, to kind of denounce their parents um, as kind of white oppressors but they found a way to do it you know which is to come out as trans and then they're suddenly this this beleaguered persecuted minority and can start ranting against the patriarchal oppression of their um, parents who of course have given them everything uh, anyway um, so so I think that this is Harry mental health is like the tra- it's like trans but for members of the royal family it enables them yeah. to play the victim card and attract a bit of sympathy and jump on the victim bandwagon in our culture of victimhood. Um, So should we hear from our our final sponsor and then get on to uh, Culture Corner? 
Thanks to big tech, we're all under a constant barrage of communication. When you're not being messaged, pinged or DM'd, you're being inboxed or added. Through the actual letterbox, nothing but bills, direct mail and fast food leaflets. If you miss the joy of sending and receiving real letters, then you need eSnail. If you like the idea of a typed airmail letter that lets you choose fonts, add photos and then arrives in a quarter of the usual time, you'll love eSnail. Head to esnail.com, type or paste in your 800-word odd missive, add the address and press send. eSnail then prints, folds, securely seals and stamps the letter at the closest eSnail hub to its destination. eSnail print and post daily from hubs in the UK, the US, India and Australia to anywhere in the world with a physical address. Cost and delivery time depends on the destination. An e-snail letter sent from Mexico City to Hammersmith, from Hong Kong to rural Northamptonshire, or to Granny down the road, costs less than £3, or less than $3.50, and arrives in just two days. London Calling listeners and all special friends get their first three e-snail letters for free. Use the promo code LONDON at e-snail.com. Get on the right side of the argument. Join the letter revolution at esnail.com today. That's e-snail.com. So, James, I hope that we might have an opportunity to discuss Rogue Heroes, um, which is uh, Stephen Knight's adaptation of Ben McIntyre's um, official history of the SAS. Oh, that. It ought to, yes, it ought to be right up my street. I don't know. I, well, I'll tell you why I wasn't watching. So I, I found another thing to watch, yeah. which has been which I, I'm about to recommend. But tell me about Rogue okay, Heroes so first. I watched. Um, so um, episode one was broadcast, I think, on BBC One. Could have been BBC Two last night at 9pm. But at the same time, all six episodes, I think it's uh, there are six episodes in total, um, were were made available on iPlayer. So I watched the first two episodes. And um it's a bit of a mixed bag. I mean it's um it's uh it's it's pretty well done um uh for the most part and um and the cast is pretty good um and there's no expense spared on kind of recreating Tobruk or Cairo in the nineteen forties. Um but um there are various um tr- various woke aspects to it which uh, which you, no. you wouldn't like so for instance um when we first meet um the kind of middle the the the, the british spy master um played by dominic west um uh, he's he's actually um he wakes up in a chanel dress and in full makeup and so far at least it isn't really explained um though he does the person who wakes him up is a kind of uh, i don't know the, 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 a french spy so he tells her that she's discovered his little secret and the implication is and i don't know whether this is historically accurate but i suspect not the implication is that this kind of spy master was trans i think they just surely shoehorned that in in order to 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 to, to win a few Blimey. points with the woke crowd and also paddy main you know paddy main was this kind of legendary kind of founding member of the sas a kind of incredibly hard man irish um working class yeah he was a psychopath Psy- a psych- i mean a i mean in, any time outside war he would have been unfit for yeah. society no, but that, he found his yeah. metier yeah um well he, he in he, 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 they've made him gay 
So he has a, like a gay relationship with uh, another kind of young, good-looking Irish soldier. Um, and uh, and I, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've read it. I haven't read um, uh, Ben McIntyre's official history, but I don't, right. I don't recall ever reading before that that Paddy Maine was gay. I could be wrong about that. No doubt, our, our listeners will correct me if I am. But it felt a bit like they were kind of shoehorning that in too, in order to win some. You're saying that points. Paddy Maine was that was the poor Pelosi of, of the yeah, 1940s. Yeah, except yeah, he was the one wielding the hammer. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so that that that's uh, and and there are there are there are that there's there's a there's a good deal of colorblind casting, but maybe that is actually no, oh, there's not. Well, well not no, oh, there's well, not. Oh, in in the, like the there's a there's a there's a kind of um, a black pilot who flies them on their first sortie. Oh, it's into just the, oh, into the, it just drives me nuts. Tony. But that, that could be. But that this? could be. Remember, you got into difficulty when you said it was ridiculous that there should have been any black soldiers in twenty in what nineteen seventeen, and it turned out there were. Um, and it, no, it could, Tobes, it could they, well be they, that you um, cannot. Al- you, Al- listen, Tobes, do not misrepresent that argument because that was a, that that is not fair. It's not fair to Lozer. It's not fair to the people who are making perfectly reasonable points about that. Okay. That that film was outrageous. The way that you had that scene where you had what a, 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 I think it was a Devonshire regiment waiting to go over the top and and dotted along the line with these various black faces. I bet you there was not a single black person in that regiment. That so so don't give me that nonsense. Don't 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 misrepresent. Yeah, I think I think in. In well, I, I I don't know the the ins and outs of of who was in the Devonshire Regiment in 1917. No, but but, but the the characters there were Sikhs in 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 the First World War, and everyone knew that, and no one was saying there weren't. So just, just, look, stop misrepresenting the story okay. as it was. All right, but th- there are various um, black and brown faces in Rogue Heroes, but from what I can tell, you know, in, 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 in a fairly plausible way, sort of, uh, right. sort of like in, it, none, none of the members of the officer class, for instance, are black or brown. Um, and um, uh, I don't think, at least as far as I can tell, none of the kind of founding kind of initial members of the SAS are either. Um, but there are, there are. No, the, it would be very unlikely. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I'm going to stick with it. I think. I mean, it's 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 done with a sort of lightness of touch, and it's a bit of a romp. And you know, um, in spite of this kind of woke window dressing, it is actually a kind of celebration of you know of British heroism and these kind of macho alpha high T men. Um, so you know, they've. they've, is, they've is, clearly, is there other good combat scenes? The, well, that's interesting. Actually, I watched. I watched. Um, there's there's a fair amount of you know there are some fights and there are some combat scenes and kind of you know Stuka's dive bombing, you know people in the desert and whatnot. But it's actually I didn't think they were done that well. Um, particularly the fights, not particularly brilliantly choreographed. I'll tell you what I did see recently, James, which which where I thought the violence in particular was done to a very high standard, and that was I watched episode one of Gangs of London. Um, I, I, it was uh, I, I, me and my me and my fifteen year old son got to the end of House of Dragon, um, and we're looking for something else to watch. And season two of Gangs of London is being heavily um, promoted on, yeah. on Sky, so we decided to check out episode one of season one. And it had actually been recommended to me by a London calling listener, um, and it's actually really quite good, um, uh, better I think than than Rogue Heroes, um, and. Um, 
you know, it's a little bit hackneyed, a little bit like a kind of scrape of lock, stock and two smoking barrels, except without the comedy. Um, but it's um, but the 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 fight scenes, there's one particular fight scene that kind of goes on for a considerable length of time in a kind of abandoned building somewhere in, you know, the East London. Um, and uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's uh, it's up there with the fight scene in oh god um uh, well up up there with some of the best fight scenes i've ever seen in in movies oh, um, right. so yeah really quite good um uh, uh, and i'm going to think i'm going to stick with that too so anyway what have you seen that you like so much okay i saw something that 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 um boy jelling pole drew my attention to um it's on netflix and it's called it's quite un, un, quite a mouthful the bastard son and the devil himself and it's it's written well the, the the screenplay anyway was 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 done by Joe Barton. Um, I'm a real fan. I, I I think he's one of the the best talents working in 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 the UK at the moment in screenwriting. He did that rather brilliant series Giri Haji. Do you remember that? No. Oh, Giri Haji was 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 really. Oh, good. which one was that? Uh, was that? Well, no, I think I did about see the, that. I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. About, about the Yakuza and sort of part set in Japan, part set in... It was just sort of... It didn't do all the obvious things. It was it was, it was was original and... And, and what's, and, and what's yeah, this one called? And, and sort of, it's called uh, The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself. Right. And it's about... It, it, it's about witches um, in living in living in England. Um, it's like It's like Harry Potter for a slightly older age group i think it started out as a, as a as a kind of teen fiction um in fact let's have a look um yeah no so it's written by somebody called sally green and it was originally called half bad and then they 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 renamed it i think i don't know why they renamed it that that name because it's quite hard to remember the bastard son and the devil mm. himself anyway um yeah i i, I don't know whether i want to bore you with the with is it with is it, is it in it's the fantasy just, genre or the horror genre. Well, it's sort of yeah, it's sort of it. it, it it's quite violent. In fact, it's very very violent. It's about it's it's about the 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 hero is. Um, we don't know what, at the beginning whether or not he, he himself is a witch, and the, there's there's a sort of rivalry between these sort of supposedly good witches and these things called blood witches, um, who are the who are supposedly the baddies and and, and is it set in the present because, or in the past? Set in the present, right? It's so so it's got a, it's got quite an edgy edgy um soundtrack that you need to be down with the kids you know it's right. got sort of um uh i'm, I'm slightly out of touch well, it's not called grime it's a, the, the what's the next level the, the where they, they all threaten to kill each drill no, drill no, no. drill right. drill exactly i think it's got drill tracks and stuff right. and, and uh yeah oh, okay I, anyway i i sounds I good yeah the, the, the soundtrack to rogue heroes is kind of it's some of it is kind of um you know period music like George Formby and Noel Coward and Glenn Miller and some of it is kind of um, kind of 70s and 80s classics like um, Something's Gotta Change by The Stranglers Highway to Hell um, but that actually works quite well I think the, uh, the, Does it? The, the, the BBC, I don't know if you know but the BBC had this kind of fantastic copyright deal whereby they can use any song they like they don't they don't have to ask permission so if you produce something on the bbc um you can you've got you know you've got the entire back catalogue of popular music to kind of uh, at your disposal um and that's outrageous it is outrageous they could never 
of if if they weren't a branch of MI5, MI6, they Ericsson could never have acquired that no, that, that power. Yeah. That, that organization is is just, just yeah. needs to be destroyed utterly. Um, um, it, oh, I tell you, oh yeah. can I tell you what I'm reading at the moment? Yes, um, I, I'll tell you what I'm reading I, too. So, okay, I'm, well, I've, I've got about five books on the go at the moment, but one of them is this fantastic, I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, it's, it's, it's been a bestseller. It's a book by someone called James Nestor called Breath. Mm-hmm. And you read it and you think, wow, breathing is the most underrated bodily function. Um, I mean, obviously, it's kind of key because otherwise, if we stop breathing, we die. But, but more than that, you realize uh, the importance of things like um, breathing through your nose all the time, which I've never been very good at, but it makes it makes a huge difference. I mean, I, I've, for 15 years, I've, I've taped up my mouth at night. Yeah, my wife does um, that too, to stop, to, is that to um, stop you snoring? No, no, I never snored, but, but, but you shouldn't breathe through your mouth. It, I, so it forces you to breathe through your nose. Uh, I, w- I was advised to do so by my Boteco teacher. You, have I talked about Boteco before? No. What is Boteco? But, okay. So Boteco was a, uh, a Soviet, um, Soviet doctor mm-hmm. um, who, who theorized that, that many of the, the modern health problems that we have, which he called diseases of civilization, are not due to anything like oxygen deficiency i mean we've we've got a wealth of oxygen all around us we we know we're super saturated with oxygen it's to do with having a shortage of co2 in our bodies because what co2 does is enable the body to 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 use the oxygen effectively so boteco encourages you to do these sort of slightly unpleasant um discomforting breath holding exercises or, or shallow breathing which boosts the CO2 levels in your body and enables you to... I'm doing it right now, actually. Not, not this for a second, because you can't talk and do, do Boteco. But I've been using it to, to deal with my, with my mercury poisoning. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's made such a huge difference. Really? Okay. It, it's, it's really, really good. Anyway, Breath, this book, in, includes stuff on, on Boteco, but it, it goes in all sorts of directions. And it, 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 it's, it's really interesting. Okay, so it's like a I popular science it. book. Yeah. Pop science, but okay. So I'm. I, I wish I could say I was reading something as elevated, but I started reading um, Fletch. Um, I, do you remember? Do you remember the? Um, there was a kind of quite. I remember it being quite good. Um, a kind of eighties comedy, um, uh, starring Chevy Chase, um, called Fletch. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, the 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 it, it was based on a book uh, written by um, a journalist. Um, and uh, let me see what I get, get the details of his name. Hang on. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so he's called Gregory MacDonald, and he created this uh, this 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 sort of slightly this rogue journalist character called Erwin um, Fletcher, uh, known as Fletch. And um, and the first one in the series is uh, is just called Fletch, and it's um, it's actually pretty good. It's um, it, he he's unbelievably kind of cynical and kind of unpleasant in ways that no hero could be today it it, it speaks of a kind of more permissive uh, era it was uh, published i guess in the in the 70s but it's actually pretty entertaining pretty good i'm enjoying it i think one gets the impression reading books from say well before the 1980s that fiction was at a even popular fiction was at a much higher pitch than the, than the crap that gets gets put out today 
mainly because it, it pushes the right woke buttons. Mm. But back in the day, I mean, like, like we mentioned The Godfather, for example, which is just absolutely a classic. And um, Owen Shaw, um, books like Rich Man, Poor mm. Man, and um, they, 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 they were just better. Books were just better back in the day. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably that's pretty pretty a, decl- a corresponding decline in literary fiction as well as uh, popular. Oh, fiction. totally, definitely, totally. So that, yeah. That's I think yeah, beyond any shadow of a doubt. Um, okay, mate, I think that more or less covers everything. Um, yes, well, you've got to go, you've got all your, I got your, my various, your my meetings, meetings you've got yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. yeah, okay, all right, good to talk to you, mate. We'll talk again next good. week. Good, we'll tally ho. All right, um, yeah. Oh yeah, um, when, are you, when are you going riding again? Don't know. Don't okay. know. I'm, just, I'm looking for some good, good country because um, because it's it, it's nice when you pick an area where you you know you as well as getting the thrill of the chase, you're looking around going, wow, I can't believe that that there are stretches of England this beautiful. Mm. And how much does it cost to rent a horse? It's I'd say it's about the same level as going grouse shooting. You know, but, uh, I mean, as in when you when you're when you're being hosted grouse shooting and you've just got to pay all the massive amounts of tips um, and yeah. of tips and, yeah. and whatnot. It, it, it ain't cheap. Ammunition. I mean, it's definitely... But the thing is, if you want a decent... Do you, do you know how much you pay for a decent hunter these days? Um, the, the, the the price of horses has gone through the roof. I mean, you, you can you can get a sort of a pretty good hunter for about 15,000. Wow. But but the, the stable mate of the horse I was riding um, cost 26,000. Wow. And that's just the cost of the horse. Then you've got on top of that, you've got got all your your vets' bills, your your livery livery, and so on. I mean, it's yeah. Well, it, it sounds it's, um, it's, it sounds almost as expensive as um, supporting QPR. So uh, I, I'm, I'm taking two of my sons to Norwich on Wednesday to see um, QPR take on Norwich at Carrow do, you, do you share a room or do you? Or do you no, I think you... We, the the trains are such that we can in fact get back the same night. We did we did share we shared two rooms. On my recent, on our recent weekend trip to the Midlands, so uh, yeah, in Premier Inns on both occasions, I actually had to share. Well, how much does it cost to go to a football match? Um, it to get for 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 an adult ticket, it's usually about twenty five, thirty pounds, and the children are sometimes a little bit cheaper. Then there are the train fares, or the petrol, and the staying overnight, and taking them out for meals. It all it all adds up. I think it, I'd say that's still that's still cheaper than hunting. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe right. Yeah. But it, for, for, but it is it is it is you know it's virtually every week um, for nine months <laughs> of the year. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's ruinous. Um, okay, all right, James. All right, well, see you next week. Bye. This is London calling. Ricochet. <laughs> Join the conversation.